0: It's time for Real Talk with Brian and Dan, the weekly talk radio show dedicated to discussing important real estate topics, plus insight into the local community. With a combined experience of over 50 years as local real estate brokers from the Eastside Real Estate Team at Keller Williams Realty Bellevue. Here's your hosts, Brian Levitt
1: and Dan Edwards. Well, good Afternoon, and welcome to Real Talk with Brian and Dan on 1150 KKNW. It is Wednesday, Thanksgiving Eve, November 27th. We're really glad you joined us today. Um, As you know, we are live streaming on YouTube, so feel free to check out the 1150 KKNW. KKNW live streaming on YouTube. If you'd like to listen to this or past episodes, you can find us on po- find our podcasts on Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. Additionally, we have all these videos on our bro- of each broadcast available on our website at the EastsideRealEstateTeam dot and or YouTube. Simply find our channel on YouTube and subscribe. Brian, we got another great show today. Yes, I'm we excited do. Excited to talk to some fantastic guests. We have Daniel Yankovic of Family First. Insurance and Valette Nolan with Imagine Housing. But before we get to our guests, it's first time for some real talk. So today's real talk segment is whether or not a seller should consider selling their home during the holiday season. So here are seven reasons to list your house this holiday season. Number one, buyers, relocation buyers right now are out there. There are many companies are actually still hiring through the holidays, and they want their new employees to start at the beginning of the year. That's right. So every year, I will often see people come out, and they'll start their shopping process right around now. So between Thanksgiving and the end of the year, and oftentimes get things going. So if your
2: home's on the market, it's going to be one of the few
1: that are seen where people want to move here and get their family started in school.
2: Number two, purchasers who are looking for homes during the holidays are serious buyers and ready to buy right now. Often, they're really compelled to buy because of relocation or other, you know, family circumstance. Yeah, I mean, you don't get
1: looky loose out and about with everything that's going on right now with the holidays and family. You're getting those people that really do want to make a make a move. That's right. All right, number three. Uh, well, you can restrict showings on your homes to the holidays. You can ensure that. Those times when family's over, you can actually, we can use a program called Showing Time, which is a uh, smartphone app that allows you to block off certain times and certain days. So you don't have to worry during those times when you've got, you know, the mess to clean up or you've got the family over and you don't want to have it, but you still want to have the home on the market. Gosh, um, utilize those smart tools that you
2: have. Yeah, we can use that to coordinate. And, you know, something interesting, I have sold a home every single day of the year, including Christmas Day. Wow. Wow. How do you
1: do it on Christmas Day?
2: I got a phone call, and the buyer wanted to, to buy the house. I called the seller, and I said, hey, uh, sorry to bug you. You want a special Christmas uh, present. What are you doing this afternoon? Yeah. And we went over and wrote it up, and boom, got the house. Wow, that's pretty great. Yeah. So, Number four, homes show better when decorated for the holidays. Who doesn't love uh, homes cheerfully decorated for uh, the holidays?
1: Yeah, last year I had helped a couple get their home on the market this time of year. And she went all out. She had bows. She had all that stuff. And I actually, if you go to my website, I think I have that a picture of that home decorated for the holidays. It just looks fun, right? It I does. mean, who doesn't does. want that? All right. So number five. That, Number five. So competition. So this time of year, there's less competition for sellers right now. Over the past few months, we've seen a lot of the supply of the homes dwindle, uh, creating mm-hmm. a really good spot for competition, right? That's right. So the interesting part about that though is. Um, I'll have listings that aren't getting a whole lot of traffic, and then all of a sudden one weekend they just start getting Mm. more and more traffic. Why? Because their competition was either taken off the market or bought. That's right. I guess that's the same thing as taken off the market, isn't it?
2: It's a form of it. Yep. (laughs) Number six, the desire to own a home doesn't stop during the holidays. Buyers who are unable to find their dream homes during the busy spring and summer months are still searching. Your home may be the answer. You know, the fact is there are a lot less choices, so your home during the holidays does get more attention. Which, depending on your motivation, may far outweigh any perceived inconvenience. Absolutely. Um,
1: I would also say number seven is late fall to early winter. It makes it the sweet spot. The supply of, listing, the supply of listings increase substantially after the holidays. Also, in many parts of the country, new construction will continue <coughs> to surge and reach new heights in 2020. Um, one thing that I think is interesting on that is that sweet spot, right? Um, traditionally, and this is kind of the caveat, is is... If you do what everybody else is doing, you're going to get what everybody else gets, right. uh, what everyone else gets. So, maybe thinking mm-hmm. a little bit differently about your home search, if you've been putting on hold that that ability to get qualified, we're going to talk in our next Mortgage Moment uh, segment, um, because of the supply and demand issues, can actually create a lot of incentives, financial incentives, where sellers, they may not be willing to cut on price. But they may be willing to offer uh, seller concessions, which could um, actually keep your price down, your your
2: interest rates down. So, So, yeah, go ahead. That's all I had to say on that. You know, one additional observation I've had over all these years is there's times when it can be an excellent time to buy new construction. If builders have standing inventory, which we haven't seen a lot of, but if they've got inventory that's sitting they often want to get that under, their right, off their books yep. before the construction season starts because often they're limited in their ability to obtain construction funds until they sell some of the standing inventory. Yeah, I
1: think uh, you know, individuals that are in a situation where they can wait for that to be completed well, the buyer, the builder gets them off their books, gives them the ability to build more homes, and um, then you'll they'll also see some actually pretty good equity increases. Because when the competition in the spring happens, well, what are the builders going to do with the price? That's right. They're going to bump those prices bump up. Right. So then you end up closing, and now all the other homes that are on the market are, are being priced at, you know, yeah. 2% more than what you paid for it in the winter holidays. So, what's your final takeaway? My takeaway is, um, you know, if, if you have been waiting, if you're hesitant, yet you want to sell, there are buyers out there. And right. understand that if you price it right, if you market it well, and you show up good against the competition, in this time of year, you're still gonna get
2: buyers. That's right. So, one, uh, I guess one other last thought here. Last year on Christmas morning, um, Dan, as you know, there's a bunch of new homes built right next door to my home. Yep. They took a vacant property. They built 26 new homes. So Christmas morning, walk outside, and there's a couple standing in front of one of the brand new homes, and the husband turns to the wife, Merry Christmas. Oh, wow. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, and a surprise to her, uh, oh, I think it's gone well. They moved in. (laughs) Nice. But a little Christmas present right there. Yeah, so homes sell. Homes sell this time of year. Don't be fooled. So that concludes our Real Talk for today. If you're interested in this or other topics we've covered in our Real Talk segment, please check out our blog at eastsiderealestateteam.com slash blog. If you'd like to talk with us directly about your real estate questions, feel free to call us at 425-200-4093. Thanks for listening. Up next, we'll be speaking with our lender uh, for our Mortgage Moment segment. Stay tuned after this commercial break to hear more about the market from Michael Burdick, an experienced loan consultant with Loan Depot.
0: Not sure if now is the right time to sell? Worried you missed the market? The Eastside Real Estate Team specializes in helping homeowners maximize their equity when selling. With our proven premier listing service, our clients have sold their homes for more money in less time than the competition. We know you have many choices when working with a real estate agent, but with the Eastside Real Estate Team, you get a team of highly qualified, experienced agents, from staging to deciding if your property is market ready for top dollar. If you're considering selling, call the Eastside Real Estate Team at 425-200-4093 or check out our website at the eastsiderealestateteam.com, a subsidiary of Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue.
3: Are you concerned about life risks? Do you worry about your retirement disappearing during the next market crash? Do you feel challenged by saving money for your kid's college? Are you looking for a smart way to pay off your mortgage early? Call Daniel with Family First Insurance at 425-977-3646 and let him find a solution.
4: Do you want to make a difference for the most vulnerable people in your community this holiday season? Villette Nolan with Imagine Housing helps families in need with holiday meals, basic needs, and permanent affordable housing. For 32 years, Imagine Housing has been the leading nonprofit providing affordable housing with supportive services in East King County. They serve over 1,400 people including young families, seniors, veterans, and individuals who are living on incomes below $65,000 a year for a family of four. That includes teachers, bus drivers, medical workers, retail workers, and more. Their goal is to grow to serve over 2,400 people by 2022, and they are well on their way. If you want to help out, please go to imaginehousing.org and click on the donate button before December 31st. First-time donors will have their gift matched up to $10,000. Again, that's imaginehousing.org, and click on the donate button on the homepage before December 31st. Talk
0: radio that will get you thinking. Alternative Talk 1150.
1: Welcome back to the show. You're listening to Real Talk with Brian and Dan. I'm Brian. And I'm Dan. It's now time for our Mortgage Moment segment. And during this segment, we talk about our buyer preparedness in the home buying process. And today we're talking to Michael Burdick, again, with a loan consultant with Loan Depot who's been serving borrow- borrowers at a very high level for the last 10 years. Welcome back to the show, Michael.
5: Hi guys, thanks for having me.
2: Hey, yep.
1: thanks for being had. A, uh, <laughs> wait, what?
2: Hey, uh Michael, if a buyer's interested in buying a home in the near future, when should they start their application process?
5: So, there's a couple different strategies. You can wait till the end, which is what a lot of people, you know, think is a good idea, but um that can set you yourself up for not getting the best terms on your loan. So, the sooner you start a pre-approval, the better, because yeah. it's going to let you, you know, take care of anything financially um, and then also give you time to really explore the many loan options that are out there.
1: Yeah. Um, I know one of the biggest yeah. mistakes is falling in love with the house and then running to the- Before you've got financing, right. Yeah. Because you never know what the outcome is. And a lot of people feel like, boy, we're really well qualified. We'll be great. But man, there I mean, is there ever too soon, Michael, to start?
5: No, I and I I tell all my clients this, and I, I get a lot of calls from people that are are saying, well, you know, we don't know if we're ready. We're thinking more, maybe three to six months out. And I I tell them, well, have you ever applied for a loan before? And if they say no, it's it's always a good idea to just get a baseline. That way you understand what the options are. Um, you can really you know define your budget, the the loan programs that are going to be available to you, and then we can start strategizing on the best ways to. To get your loan the best terms right so you know is your credit score a, a 680 and do we want to get that to a 720 or a 740 to get you the best interest rate so there's lots of ways that we can uh take care of a lot of that if we start early but if you you wait to the end it's like your your finances are where they're at when when you get that offer accepted so yeah i i, I always tell people it's never too early
1: to get that better. going. Well, what can someone do financially to make sure that they're set up for the best loan approval?
5: So, you know, there's really, when we look at a loan, we're looking at your credit, um, your income, and your down payment, really. Those are kind of the three main things. So um, when I when we do an application, I'm taking a look at all that information. If your credit score uh, is lower, there are ways to get that up, so... Um, you know, you don't want to have your cards maxed out, uh, your, your credit cards that is. Um, and then you want to have established credit history. So you want to make sure that, you know, you've got a history of showing that you've made payments on time and, and that looks good to the credit bureaus that, that, uh, we look at to, to make sure that you're going to make a mortgage payment on time, right?
1: So, and, um, and Michael, if I can interrupt, um, going back to the how soon and the credit history, right, is most people uh, that I would talk to about buying probably have no idea what their credit history looks like, right, especially if they've never made a mortgage application before in their lives. And just having that information in advance, early in advance, um, it could be really helpful to making sure that they can make the purchase that they want to make. And maybe there's a surprise there that they didn't know existed uh, that they could easily address, and that's that's why doing it sooner is, is a good plan.
5: Absolutely. And, and you know, a lot of people think that getting a hard inquiry is a bad thing, but really it only affects score by a couple points usually. Hmm. Um, so it's not something you want to have done all over town, but, uh, you know, it, it definitely is a, a good exercise to go through so you understand where you're at and, and you can correct anything. Um, awesome. Awesome. So a couple other things that we can do ahead of time is, is really figure out, you know, your down payment. Where's that coming from? You know, is it coming from somewhere where you think you you need to talk talk it through with your lender and see if it's allowed because that happens a lot where you have to tell people, well, no, it needs to be from, from you, and if it's not from you, it needs to be a gift, and there are, are you know, parameters that we have right. to, to go by within the guidelines of, of loans.
1: All right. Um, and so then
5: other people liquidate stock and things like that. So yeah. Yeah.
1: No. No. And I, I appreciate that. So really, getting an early application and then making sure that you know what you need to know and then where the down payment is coming from. Those are those are three really good tips. Michael, thank you very much for coming on. Have a happy Thanksgiving tomorrow. I hope you have a great time with your family. We appreciate you coming on. Thanks, Michael.
5: Thanks, guys. Same to you. All, All right.
1: right. Next up after the break, we're going to have Daniel Yankovic. With uh, with Family First Insurance, Daniel will be talking with us about saving money on kids' college, safe alternatives to 401ks, and paying off your mortgage early. Join us right after this break.
0: Did you know when you pay rent, you're actually paying someone else's mortgage? Are you tired of missing out on owning your own home? Fact, homeowners on average have 40 times the financial net worth of renters. The Eastside Real Estate Team has been helping many first-time home buyers find and buy their first home. They specialize in customer service and put you first. They listen first to what you're looking for, and then they take the time to make sure their clients understand every aspect of the home buying process. If owning a home has been your dream, the Eastside Real Estate Team can help you. For a free, no-hassle consultation, call 425-200-4093 or find them online at the EastsideRealEstateTeam.com. A subsidiary of Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue.
4: Monster Studios is a friendly, full-service digital agency offering data-driven strategy, design, and development for your brand. They're a team of designers, developers, marketers, team players, technologists, and strategists. More than any of that, their clients call them partners. Their work runs the gamut, but each project shares a commitment to getting it right. They work with businesses, governments, nonprofits, and individuals across the globe. Whether you're a startup or large-scale enterprise, C-Monster Studios would love to lend their expertise and creativity to your branding and web design projects. You can reach them at cmonsterstudios.com or by giving their business development manager, Paul, a call at 206-330-6716. That's 206 330 6716 Sea Monster Studios.
0: Are you wondering why that injury isn't healing, even after doing everything you were told would help? Are you having trouble moving on after the relationship is over? Are you constantly exhausted and feeling drained, even after taking time out to rest and recover? Your problem may have an energetic component that doesn't respond to the usual methods of healing. Healing Tree provides therapy that is able to directly address the energetic core of your pain and dysfunction. These gentle methods can help you heal at the physical, emotional, and mental levels. Contact Kathy Lewis of Healing Tree at 425-786-7482 or online at HealingTreePNW.com. That's HealingTreePNW.com. Isn't it time for you to start feeling better? Make us part of your daily routine. Alternative Talk,
1: 1150. Welcome back. You're listening to Real Talk with Brian and Dan on 1150 KKNW. I'm Brian. And I'm Dan. Our our first guest today is Daniel Yankovic of Family First Insurance. No relation to Weird Al that we know. Daniel (laughs) (laughs) Yankovic is the risk preventer and he serves his clients. Daniel and his wife work together helping people prevent financial risk. For example, making sure the insurance company pays off the mortgage loan in case of death, disability, or illness. Helping people save money on their kids' college. Preventing 401k losses. And using life insurance as a tax advantage alternative way to prepare for retirement. Welcome to the show, Daniel. Hey. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Um, so before we get started and get into this uh, this uh, your business, tell me a little bit about yourself. What do you do when you're not uh, working?
6: Uh, working, <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> and joking. So I have a wife. Obviously, <laughs> we we love to spend time together and, and travel. We do a lot of road trips and day trips. That's one mm-hmm. of our favorite things to do. Um, so. This particular industry is one that gets me very excited because I meet a lot of really cool people all around uh, Seattle and Washington area. Mm. So it's always an adventure. You never know who I'm going to meet, but it's always really fun. Awesome. Where do you like to road trip? So we're new in Seattle, so we like to road trip in all the mountains that oh, we nice. haven't been to, which is basically all of them. All of them? <laughs> all of them. <laughs>
2: So I'd like to ask each guest to share a fond memory about the home you grew up in. Tell us about that.
6: Sure. So I grew up in a home in Sarajevo, and I came here when I was 13. The home was uh, three stories high. Um, We had a large yard that we used to grow some vegetables in, which was pretty cool. So we had our own little organic garden out there. And um, yeah, that was about it. They celebrate uh, Thanksgiving,
1: probably, or something similar (laughs) to that this time here? Something similar, yeah. Yeah. All right. (laughs) So um, as you have, as we stated in the introduction here, you you provide life insurance. Um, what what brought you to that as a, a career for you?
6: It's a bit of a journey. Um, started out in 2013 with auto, home, commercial, and business. And then over time realized I really enjoyed the life and health side of things a lot more. So I transitioned full-time into that. Uh, so it's just more fun dealing with people f- Face to face and person to person, rather than you know, in multiple states just over the phone. Um, this was just ended up being a passion of mine. So just helping families one at a time, really hands on, meeting them in person, hmm. help them looking into their situation in a very holistic approach, and then being able to help them specific to their needs is something that I really truly enjoy. Hmm. But it took me uh, almost uh, almost a decade to figure that out. So it was a bit of a journey. So it sounds like the relationship aspect is
2: the thing that gives you the most satisfaction in your career tell me about that why is that
6: oh absolutely and it's um, I guess it's a personality trait um, before one of the things that's applicable to this industry I was a medic in the army so you know saving lives after that mm-hmm. I was a teacher you know teaching kids after mm-hmm. that I was helping people with their insurance so I, I guess there's a pattern of I find a huge self of you know appreciation when I help somebody out
1: all right so you sell life insurance. Uh, do you yourself have
6: life insurance? Oh, absolutely. Uh, so both me and my wife have uh, four policies each. So that's eight total between us. Oh, wow. So why, uh, why that many policies? What's the significance well, of that? Well, each of them does a different thing. So we each have a policy that's a private pension. That's an index universal life. Uh, so it's life insurance part of it. And other part of it is money grows towards retirement. We'll be able to draw money from it as an additional income for our late years. Um, we also have a policy which is a term which just covers uh, the risky you know time when the kids are young Uh, so that pays in the millions just in case something bad happens and then we have a mortgage protection one which has uh, living benefits which is if we get sick so that could be cancer or a heart attack or something else like a disability Mm. that will pay for those and that's why Mm. we each have so many policies because they're all geared towards something else it seems kind of complicated. Um, do you have favorites? Yes, of course. So okay. mortgage protection is my favorite because it makes sure my wife stays in the house if I get sick or you know, something happens to me. Life insurance in general pays when you die. That's it. Um, and that's maybe 1% or 2% of the time. But well, with mortgage protection, it also pays <clears throat> if you actually get terminally ill, critically ill, or chronically ill. Mm. You're able to access that money while you're still alive to take care of your bills. And that's a very powerful thing because growing up, one of my uh, grandmothers died when I was seven years old from cancer. So it's a real concern of mine.
1: So the, your company's name is Family First Insurance. Correct. And I'm hearing a pattern, Brian. I don't know if you're hearing the pattern right about the family and stuff. And as we right. look at this, what what is the significant connection between family and the products that you provide?
6: So each family has different needs. I think we can all relate that we have to have car insurance in order to be on the road. Mm-hmm. The state requires it, but also it makes sense. It's one of our possessions. If something happens to it, we want to make sure it's taken care of. Um same thing for your home. As you guys know, for real estate, you have to have home insurance in case there's a fire, they rebuild the home, not a problem. But um most people don't really go as far as, you know, what happens if well, something happens to us? What happens to the family? So that's where we come in and we make it real. Like we explain to people like, "Hey, where would your wife go if something happens to you? Like, would she be able to afford the payments? Would she be able to keep the house? Uh, so it's a real concern that's I think more powerful than having car insurance, uh, because it's, it's something more likely to happen. Chances of a fire is way less than one percent. Chances of you getting sick or you know in an accident or something like that is much higher than that.
1: So before we move to some of the other uh, insurance types, um, how does the uh, family first work? Are you guys do you sell only
6: family first products? Oh, not at all. So we're actually independent brokers. It took me a lot longer to get appointed with all the different carriers. So they're all a- A-rated companies that are over 100 years old. So all the big ones you've heard of, like Mutual Omaha and John Hancock, there's at least 15 companies with over 100 different products. So hmm. I help narrow it down for my clients after I look into their specific situation.
1: Great. Yeah. Hmm. That, that was something that I, I wanted to make sure
6: I understood. Yeah, no, yeah.
2: Good. So tell us more about risks of 401k or IRA. Uh, so it
6: comes to mind the 2008 crash. Uh, right. I don't yeah. know if you guys have lost it. No, uh, my 401 became a 201. <laughs> exactly. So this type of crash happens every once in a while. I mean, it's to be expected. We're actually overdue for a market correction and mm-hmm. estimations are 30%, 40% correction. So if you're about to retire, you really can't afford that. Uh, so And if you're young and you're an investor, um, you want those big gains and you're willing to take some risk on. As you get older, it's no longer the case because time is not on your side. So what we do is we help people move their 401K into safer investments so you don't get as many gains when the market goes up. But if the market goes down, you don't lose anything. So that's a safe retirement option because you're able to draw money from that for the rest of your life. Even if you live all the way up to 121 Mm. that income will never stop. So what's an example of a safer investment? So fixed index annuities. That could be an annuity. That's one. uh, What you could also do is an index universal life which is uh, one that has a life insurance component as well as an investment component. In either scenario, you're unable to lose money. It's capped.
1: Hmm. Interesting. So, and you had mentioned between you and your wife, because you obviously you believe in your product, that you have eight different ones. And, uh, you know, there, there are listeners out there that say, oh, I've got that taken care of, right? But you have eight. Why so many?
6: So it's, it's really four, and we each have one of, of them. Gotcha. So, okay, so four. But even
1: four is more than one, right? Correct. Yeah.
6: So private pension is important. So that's why we do that, um, because with a private pension, we don't have to worry about losing money and we'll have guaranteed extra income in our old age. The term is a good one because, you know, it's a million and a half term policy for 30 years. Uh, If something happens to me, that's a significant amount of money that my family would have access to within three days, no taxes. And it comes to you before probate. Um, You know, at the end of the 30 years, I have a chance, a choice to convert it to a whole life. So that's a good setup. Um, finally, the other policy that I have is the mortgage protection. That's the one that covers me in case I get disabled, in case I get sick. That could be terminal, chronic <clears throat> illness, uh, one of those serious things. My family gets access to that funds, those funds as well.
1: And then you said just disability too. So if your ability to actually earn income stops for a time being due to serious illness, it will pay the mortgage.
6: Correct. So with the disability, it's the same thing. So it's mm-hmm. one of the riders that I have on one of my policies, mm-hmm. and that will pay the same million dollars if I get disabled.
1: Wow. <laughs> wow. So um, now to switch gears to younger families, right? They're, they, they may be not thinking about retirement. Um, uh, what, what about the kids' college fund? Is there a smarter way to do that?
6: Correct. So one of the easiest ways to do it is if you get mortgage protection, one of the additional things you can do is add a children's policy rider on the policy which is sounds complicated, but it's really easy. Mm-hmm. You pay maybe seven dollars a month, and you get thirty thousand of coverage on that child. You, they don't have to go through a medical exam or anything else, mm-hmm. and it's a whole life policy for them. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, if they get sick, chronic, terminal, or, or or any one of those things, they'll have access to that money. The family does. Oh wow! So the good thing about that policy also is, if later in the child's life they happen to get sick, they're no longer insurable. Uh, that policy is still in effect. They can actually increase the limits on that policy up to 120000 and it's the, still the same small monthly payment. So that's a very affordable way to put some insurance on a child when they're very young, yeah. and it accumulates cash value, which they can borrow against for you know their college or whatever else yeah. they need. Interesting. So you and I were chatting earlier about paying off a mortgage
2: early. What are your thoughts on that?
6: I think you guys will agree it's a good idea, right? I, yeah. I do.
2: Yeah. 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 Number one, you know, we were chatting about this, number one argument I get is, oh, we want the tax
6: deduction. And my answer to that is, we'll pay off the mortgage and then give it to your favorite charity. Same deduction. Exactly. So we are along the same lines of thinking. We always ask the family, are you planning to pay off your mortgage early? And I swear to God, it's 99.9% of the people that say yes. Yeah. Hmm. So what we tell them is, sure, you can do that. You can budget for an extra, however much you want to pay Hmm. extra and pay off your mortgage how many years earlier. But you can take that same money and put it into a mortgage protection policy. And mm. what the really amazing thing about these policies are, if you're healthy enough to qualify um, you know, under a certain age, let's say under age 60, uh, you're able to get a return of premium. A return of mm. premium is a powerful concept most people are not familiar with. Not Most companies don't even offer it. Uh, that means that at the end of, let's say, 30 years or 25 years or 20 years, you get every single cent back if nothing happened to you. Hmm. So wow. I always say, knock on the knock on wood, nothing happens to you, which is most likely, mm-hmm. you get all your money back. At that point, we tell them, now you can do whatever you want with that money, but the smart thing to do is pay off your mortgage like you planned and save a ton on the taxes and the insurance.
1: Now, this is a, a question that, that just popped into my head because people refinance all the time. Does this
6: right. mortgage, does it have to be recast every time you refinance? Uh, so not at all. So the way this works is most people do refinance the statistics say at least twice during mm-hmm. the 30 years. So it's most likely they're going to have you know X amount of years on their mortgage. They can still pay off their mortgage early. The policy that they get through the mortgage protection is portable. So whether they oh. have one home or change a home or move states, they can even go to a different country. It mm. covers them as an individual. It protects that family as a family. Oh, that's cool. Um, are you concerned about life risks? Of course. (laughs) In this industry, uh, I've seen a lot of clients in a lot of different situations. And every time I sit with a new client, it just makes the situations more real for me. Um, There's been a famous study done, I think it was by Harvard, where they had a bunch of individuals that looked at themselves in the mirror and asked them a bunch of questions about retirement. But then they had the same half of those people look at themselves in a computer screen and it made them aged. The ones that looked at themselves in the reflection as an aged person tended to make smarter choices for retirement. So mm. it, it's a very human mm. condition. Oh, interesting. We mm. don't want to think uh, about it, but it's super important. Well, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, uh, what are you most thankful for? Uh, so God, obviously, God is good. Um, I give him all the glory. But the uh, my family as well, It's cliche as it sounds, family and friends and then all the clients that I've helped that have become part of my extended family, it's, it's been really a blessing. That's great. Awesome. Daniel, how do our listeners get a hold of you? Uh, very easy. Um, I always give out my cell phone. Uh, it's easier to reach me. Uh, 425. 977-3646. Awesome. Thank, Daniel, thank you so much for coming in today. Oh, thank you for having me.
1: Have a happy Thanksgiving. You too. Thank you. All right. After the break, we're going to have Valette Nolan with Imagine Housing, who'll be sharing with us how Imagine Housing is addressing the need for affordable housing in King County. Come back after the break.
0: Not sure if now is the right time to sell? Worried you missed the market? The Eastside Real Estate Team specializes in helping homeowners maximize their equity when selling. With our proven premier listing service, our clients have sold their homes for more money in less time than the competition. We know you have many choices when working with a real estate agent, but with the Eastside Real Estate Team, you get a team of highly qualified, experienced agents, from staging to deciding if your property is market-ready for top dollar. If you're considering selling, call the Eastside Real Estate Team at 425-200-4093. Or check out our website at the eastsiderealestateteam.com, a subsidiary of Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue.
3: Are you concerned about life risks? Do you worry about your retirement disappearing during the next market crash? Do you feel challenged by saving money for your kid's college? Are you looking for a smart way to pay off your mortgage early? Call Daniel with Family First Insurance at 425-977-3646 and let him find a solution.
4: Do you want to make a difference for the most vulnerable people in your community this holiday season? Valette Nolan with Imagine Housing helps families in need with holiday meals, basic needs, and permanent affordable housing. For 32 years, Imagine Housing has been the leading nonprofit providing affordable housing with supportive services in East King County. They serve over 1,400 people including young families, seniors, veterans, and individuals who are living on incomes below $65,000 a year for a family of four. That includes teachers, bus drivers, medical workers, retail workers, and more. Their goal is to grow to serve over 2,400 people by 2022, and they are well on their way. If you want to help out, please go to imaginehousing.org and click on the Donate button before December 31st. First-time donors will have their gift matched up to $10,000. Again, that's imaginehousing.org, and click on the Donate button on the homepage before December 31st.
0: Wherever you go, Alternative Talk 1150 is here for you.
2: Welcome back to Real Talk with Brian and Dan on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm Brian. And I'm Dan. Our next guest is Villette Nolan, the CEO of Imagine Housing. Villette is an executive leader with deep experience in high-tech business management, angel investing, as well as nonprofit executive management. She is a frequent speaker at domestic and international business conferences and will be speaking on December 10th at the Westin in Seattle on the future of the East Side. At the upcoming BizNow Conference, Villette holds a Bachelor of Science degree in economics and general management with high honors from Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute in Troy, New York. Villette has lived in Bellevue for 25 years with her husband and family, In her spare time, she is an avid outdoors person and grandmother of five fabulous grandchildren who call her Lola. Welcome to the show, Valette. Thank you so much. So tell us what you're doing when you're not doing your main stuff. What do you do in your spare time?
7: Um, Well, like your last guest, I do work a lot of hours. But (laughs) when I'm not working and not spending time with the grandkids, I like to ski and cycle. and garden and just generally be outdoors we've got a beautiful region so I like to enjoy it
1: awesome so Villette, as we ask all of our listeners uh to share with us a memory of, a t- of where they grew up in their home because this is a show about real estate and in the end of the you know at the end of the day real estate is not just real estate it's the home you grew up in so share share with us a fond memory
7: sure. I grew up in upstate New York in a split-level house, so it didn't have a tremendous amount of charm. But um, New York <laughs> has a very different weather pattern than we have here. And I still remember to this day, one Christmas morning I woke up, and it had been green the day before. And that morning I woke up, and there was 10 inches of snow on the ground. Wow. And I was only 9 years old, so I thought it was like magic. The best thing. Santa yeah. was there.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's great. So um, as we get started, there's a lot, I find, a lot of misunderstanding about what affordable housing is. So we want to talk about imagined housing, but to preface that, would you tell us about affordable housing?
7: Sure. Uh, Back in the 1930s, the federal government set a um, ratio, and uh, their ratio was that housing should not exceed more than 30% 30% of a person's gross uh, annual income. Mm-hmm. Well, it's hard for people to keep it exactly at that, but that ratio has never changed. And so if people are paying about 30% of their gross, Uh, towards their, uh, to their housing, then that's considered normal and affordable. As people start getting over that ratio, um, and in this region right now, we've got some people who are paying more than 50 percent of their annual Mm. income towards rent. Those people are called um, severely cost burdened. So if you're cost burdened, if you're paying more than 30 percent, and if you're paying more than 50 percent, you're severely cost burdened. Um, So many of us already know that, for example, Um, People that are retiring who bought their home many years ago couldn't afford to buy a new home even if they sold the one that they're living in um, just because the prices have gone up so fast. So there are more and more people living in unaffordable situations mm. now than ever before
1: yeah because their income is different than what it was in their prime years correct yeah. and the
7: cost of housing has gone up. and so the cost much. of housing
1: so we talked to many home buyers, Brian and I about the biggest complaints is there's not a lot of affordable housing on the east side right so how does imagine housing help with that situation
7: well, we're maybe a little bit different than your uh, what the average listener is thinking about because we are a landlord. Uh, we rent apartments. Okay. And um, people should remember that approximately 40% of the Americans live in rental homes yeah. instead of um, you know, a single-family house. So we're providing rental units um, for people who earn less than 60% of what the area median income is, and that's about $65,000 for a family of four. If you're a single individual, you're probably making around $25,000 a year. Wow. Um, mm. We have a lot of residents that are uh, elderly. They're living on a completely fixed income. And um, uh, Social Security benefits for a single individual average out at about sixteen grand a year. Mm. So if that's all your income, mm. um, you need an affordable place to live, right. and we would
2: provide it for you. Okay. Mm. So one of the questions that I've got here is what is a set-aside percentage?
7: Oh, that's a technical question. Uh, we do, when we build affordable housing in advance, we agree to set aside um, specific units for people with certain kinds of um, issues. So, for example, in a 100-unit apartment building, we might have 20 units set aside for people with disabilities. Uh, we could have units set aside for people who are veterans, who have mm. um, are exiting homelessness Um, We do, in across our portfolio, we serve um, about 20% of all of our apartments have people who have recently been homeless or have experienced homelessness.
1: So just to kind of back up, imagine housing as the organization um, goes out, Buys land and builds apartment complexes. Correct. That's kind of the primary yes. push. Okay, and then wow. in that, you're you're taking some and you're doing at market rates and some at set aside or all of them are set aside.
7: Everything is affordable. Okay, and then the set aside's vary based r- on by the building
1: need. Right. Okay. okay, so then if I understand this correctly, the the normal is that sixty five thousand a year and or then, less, or less. So that's kind of where the niche that that attain housing is looking to provide. Correct. It's Imagine Housing. I'm sorry. There is an agency called Attain Housing. jeez. They're friends of ours. We'll bring them in (laughs) next time. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. That's okay. Oh, so so based on that, um, the residents in these communities, they pay rent?
7: They do pay rent. Um, We're not free housing, we're not transitional housing, and we're not a shelter. We are, in fact, a regular apartment building. Our apartment buildings are beautiful. Um, many of them have won architectural <coughs> awards. They're energy efficient. Um, we keep them up to beautiful standards. Everything we do is on the east side. We want our apartment buildings to look just like every other apartment building in hmm. that neighborhood. What uh, areas? I mean, um, we've got apartments on Mercer Island, in Issaquah, and Bellevue, right across the street from here, hmm. um, in uh, Kirkland and Redmond and I'm probably missing a city but uh, we're about to open we're going to be doing a groundbreaking on December 11th in Redmond at um, our brand new apartment building called Capella um, and it's Hopefully. more important to us the services that we provide for the people who are living in our apartments. How many uh, units are we talking? We've got point? about 640 units That's right great. now And we're it. trying to get to a thousand units by the end of 2022 and so breaking ground on an additional 260 will get
2: us much further on the way there. That's impressive. Where does your funding come from?
7: It's a variety of sources. Um, You know, general operations is supported by donations and grants, just like many other nonprofits. The actual building of the buildings is done in conjunction with the government and with banks. So Hmm. we work with state government, county government, and cities um, to help get these projects built. (coughs) Sorry about
1: that.
2: So So who uh, can partner with Imagine Housing, and and how do they do it?
7: We have about 75 partners that we work with on a regular basis, and those partners are generally service providers. So some examples are the YMCA. They provide an after-school program for the kids living in our apartment Mm. buildings. Um, We have other um, partnerships with Friends of Youth, uh, LifeWire, Eastside Baby Corner to provide all kinds of um, uh, basic needs and Clothing, food, diapers, those kinds of things. Um, wow. So we we have partnerships across the board. And when we're building, well, some of our partners are construction companies and banks and those kinds of organizations.
1: So how do your tenants find you?
7: You can go on ApartmentFinder.com. Oh, okay. And you will find affordable apartment apartments. If you just Google affordable apartments in any city, any of the cities, we'll, you'll come up with a list. And yeah. our website, um, our website, you can go directly there um that's one place
1: what's your vacancy like
7: Ooh, very low yeah um, we actually have a waiting list of about 700 people
1: a waiting mm-hmm. list
7: 700 people wow. yeah wow. yeah everybody would like to have their home be more affordable
1: right yeah right so and you said your goal was a thousand a
7: thousand units by the end of
1: 2022 end of 2022 um is that based on the prediction of that 700 being 1,000 by then, right? We,
7: we believe we can get there. You know, yeah. we're we are, we're always planning about 10 years out. So hmm. in addition to getting, we set that goal of getting to 1,000 units by 2022, five years ago. Um, so our next goal, the next 10 years after 2022, we hope to produce an additional 3,000 units. Wow, that's great. We need 156,000 units right now.
2: 156?
7: In, in King County, right now. 1,000? 1,000. 156,000. Wow. Wow. Is, is That King County has already identified well, that and gap.
1: Well, a while back, Brian and I had Pat Stone. Uh, he's uh, th- president of uh, WFG, talking about economy and the migration here. Mm-hmm. So, right. um, you know, just, just period in general, right? You, mm-hmm. We have a ton of people moving to this area. Correct. And when you think of affordable housing um, units, you're thinking about all spectrums. So there are those that are making a lot of money. Then the those that come along that that don't make as much, and just because there's going to be a percentage of it, is there a certain percentage point that you guys can point to that need to be affordable housing?
7: Um. Well, we know that there are about a million um, there, there's expected to be another million people moving into the region in the next ten years. So that's about a thousand. And people what percentage
1: of that would be affordable housing needs? That would need affordable?
7: Yeah. Um, that's a good question, mm. and I don't know that I can answer that one. I do know that, um, you know, as you said before, all the way up and down the spectrum, even yeah. people who are making two, three hundred thousand dollars a year, which is certainly a wealthy household, they're having trouble identifying a place to live. Yeah, that they and can afford. right. And
1: what's frustrating is Brian and I sit here in the industry and we see the prices and where they've gone. And it was a, it's a hundred percent a supply issue. Mm-hmm. I love living in the Northwest. I'm looking at the sun setting over the Olympic right. Mountains. It's awesome, right? But it's not just that. It's the fact that there's not enough supply. Period. So it drives all housing up. Right. Out into a range that makes that thirty percent right easily. Yeah. Bumped, even for those in the upper brackets.
7: Yeah, and if you think about it from the standpoint of area median income, that um, median word means that fifty percent of people are making less than that than money. That. Right. So mm-hmm. area median income in King County right now is one hundred and ten thousand dollars a year. It means there's fifty percent of people making less than that. Mm-hmm. You're making sixty five thousand or less. You're really you're really suffering. Mm. You're either living far far away and you know, we've got employees ourselves who are making fifty, sixty thousand dollars 60000 a year. They commute at least 90 minutes to get to my office.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I work in quite a bit in the Sammamish market and working with city government. It's such a uh, challenge to get through permitting process to be able to develop. And so... And, and costly. My, oh, costly. My wife and I have worked within the affordable housing uh, realm for a while, we tried to do an affordable project ourselves, and we we came to the conclusion that for us the biggest enemy was city government. I mean, and oh. they're not our enemy. I don't mean to yeah. say that. It's just that our desire was to create affordable housing, and we couldn't do it. We we flat out could not do it.
7: It's very difficult. Yeah. And actually, you helped remind me that Sammamish is the sixth city that we're in, oh. <laughs> and we actually that's have great. we have that's a beautiful great. community there right across from the QFC.
2: Oh, that's awesome! I love it. I love it.
1: So, Dan, what do you to- got? Oh, uh, what are the housing policies for, can residents have pets, pets, pests? Not can pests. they have pests? We prefer pets. that they
7: don't bring pests. <laughs> um, you know, our housing policy, it, it's kind of a social services policy. We believe in housing first. And so we get asked a lot, but what does that mean? So people do not have to come in clean and sober.
1: Mm-hmm. They
7: don't have to come in um, with any other precondition. They don't need to, um, you know, uh, be part of a religious situation or, or, you know, saying that they will adhere to certain kinds of behavior other than they must pay their rent, they have to be, you know, uh, keep the place clean, they can't be disturbing their neighbors, they can't be um, doing any of the things that you would do in any other apartment building. But other than that, our, our um, policies are actually quite liberal, um, and we do allow service animals into the building. Hmm.
2: Are there any provisions for assisted living?
7: Um, yes and no. We have three communities where we serve people who are older than 62, Mm -hmm. and all of our supportive services are geared to help all of our, um residents do the best and thrive so in some regards there's assisted living for all of them but it's not assisted living the way you know when i had my mom and she was 90 mm-hmm. and she had medical technicians and people there to really help her with her meals and dressing it's not like that you know, this is independent right we'll help you get rental assistance find food get mm-hmm. to the food bank get transportation do those kinds of things but it's not assisted living the way we might think about how it. how about
2: section eight housing uh, we do provide
7: project-based Section 8 housing, which means that um, it's back to one of those set-asides. Yeah. Uh, people have to qualify for that. And, again, in any given building, we might have up to eight Section 8 units in mm-hmm. an apartment building. That serves and
2: tell our listeners today. briefly what Section 8 is, or I'm happy to uh,
7: Section, you, you, if you want to. Well,
2: just it's a subsidy program yeah. for qualifying individuals. Through HUD, yes. Through HUD. Exactly. And, you know, I, my wife and I in our rentals, we accept Section 8, but we're surprised how many— Um, landlords refuse to and yet I find that if they qualify on all other standards we qualify them like we would any other renter we're guaranteed of that section eight money correct it's great for us yeah I've never had it happen but I'm told if we had a situation where one of the section eight tenants trashed our unit they cover it it's like okay I don't want to find out the hard way but uh, I think it's a it's you know for me as a business person it's been great it so. is.
7: And there's a slight difference. There's there's Section 8 vouchers that follow the individual, and they're portable, mm-hmm. and they can be taken to any landlord. And then what we provide is it's our actual building has certain vouchers. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's a, a little bit different, but people yeah. have to qualify for that.
1: Yeah. All right. So to close this out, we need two things. First, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, what are you most thankful for? And then how do our listeners get more information about a team?
7: I am absolutely grateful to have my own home and my children and my family and my health. And people can reach me at Imagine Housing at 425-576-5190, extension
2: 16. Thanks so much for coming on the show today, Valette.
7: Thank you very much.
2: Remember happy Thanksgiving. That, oh, happy Thanksgiving. Remember this and other segments of our show are available to watch at our YouTube channel. Subscribe to your, to our YouTube channel at the East Side Real Estate Team. If you're interested in learning more from these or future guests, join us after the break for some final thoughts and something fun to do this holiday. We'll be right back. Did you know when you pay rent, you're actually
0: paying someone else's mortgage? Are you tired of missing out on owning your own home? Fact, homeowners on average have 40 times the financial net worth of renters. The Eastside Real Estate Team has been helping many first time homebuyers find and buy their first home. They specialize in customer service and put you first. They listen first to what you're looking for, and then they take the time to make sure their clients understand every aspect of the home buying process. If owning a home has been your dream, the Eastside Real Estate Team can help you. For a free, no-hassle consultation, call 425-200-4093 or find them online at the com. a subsidiary of Keller Williams
4: Realty in Bellevue. Do you want to make a difference for the most vulnerable people in your community this holiday season? Valette Nolan. With Imagine Housing, helps families in need with holiday meals, basic needs, and permanent affordable housing. For 32 years, Imagine Housing has been the leading nonprofit providing affordable housing with supportive services in East King County. They serve over 1400 people including young families, seniors, veterans, and individuals who are living on incomes below $65,000 a year for a family of four. That includes teachers, bus drivers, medical workers, retail workers, and more. Their goal is to grow to serve over 2,400 people by 2022, and they are well on their way. If you want to help out, please go to imaginehousing.org and click on the donate button before December 31st. First-time donors will have their gift matched up to $10,000. Again, That's ImagineHousing.org, and
3: click on the Donate button on the homepage before December 31st. Are you concerned about life risks? Do you worry about your retirement disappearing during the next market crash? Do you feel challenged by saving money for your kid's college? Are you looking for a smart way to pay off your mortgage early? Call Daniel with Family First Insurance at 425-977-3646 and let him find a solution.
0: Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150.
1: So, you know what killed me? Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Real Talk on 1150 KKNW. Uh, let's get right into the final
2: thoughts of the day, Brian. What do you got? Well, I'm going to contradict myself a little bit here. Okay. But I'll keep it short. You never <laughs> get a second chance to make a good first impression. Yeah. I had a seller who I had a really hard time getting them to prepare the home properly we on the market for you know a few weeks. Got a lot of showings, no offers, no nothing close. Finally said, look, we really got to do some prep here and some cleanup. We did. Boom, sold it in a day. Yeah, as soon as the work was done. So we did get a second chance, but it, but not with those same people. Right. You know, the second chance was because we did a do-over. So we like so, we like to talk it's like a parade,
1: right? The parade is coming through town. If your parade is looking a little raggy and you know, not super great,
3: yeah.
2: People aren't super excited about it. So people have to visualize themselves in the home. And if to, they can't imagine themselves living there, they're not moving in. It's a beauty contest. It is. Yep. It is.
1: Yep, yep. And you you have a limited time, especially with inventory being better than it was before. So, great final thought. Um, that's just for everybody. When you show up at Thanksgiving, just be ready to present nicely, right? Yep. Yeah,
2: <laughs> first impression.
1: <laughs> All right. So, um, hey, if you're feeling Brian, you feeling like going for a run tomorrow? Uh, not fan. <laughs> not so. Much. Well, if, for a walk uh, with turkey trot. How's that? Yeah, How I about trot. a trot? Will yeah. you trot? Okay. So, if you're on the east side and you're thinking about, uh, you know, I really want to earn that Thanksgiving pie later tonight. <laughs> um, you can do the Issaquah turkey trot. It's fun. It's casual. You can wear a turkey uh, leg costume. That'd be kind of fun. <laughs> turkey garb. Tur- turkey garb. Um, and it is Thanksgiving morning uh, in downtown Issaquah, and the purpose is to come together as a community uh, during the holiday and raise money for the Issaquah Food Bank and Clothing Bank. All ages are welcome. They encourage, like I said, Thanksgiving. Uh, so don't be a turkey. Go out and run. Go out and trot. I, I probably trot. I don't like running. Yeah, I trot. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not interested in running. All right. So, um
2: Where's their see. website?
1: Uh, oh, yeah. Issaquaturkeytrot.org. Dot Yeah, check it out.
2: So that concludes our show for the week. I want to especially thank our guests, Daniel and Villette, for taking the time to speak with us. It was a great show. Thank you all for listening. And before we go, I found this quote about home that I'd like to share. If you don't ask, the answer is always no. If you don't go after what you want, you'll never have it. If you don't step forward, you're always in the same spot. So happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Until next week. Happy Thanksgiving.